They left Albuquerque about noon that day, later than she'd planned, taking the interstate south across a seemingly endless expanse of high desert that was emerald green with scrub brush. Towering lunar rock formations in the distance shimmered in the heat. It was a clear, sunny day, not too hot, a perfect day for travel. Eighty miles south of the city, they exited I-25, taking a secondary state highway that angled west toward the mountains. Before long, the two-lane blacktop began a winding ascent that was as gradual as the change of vegetation along the road that cut through the sparsely populated countryside of ranches and home sites. Scant, low, scraggly trees gave way to more numerous, darker, green, bushier ones. Then came high, full-foliaged trees, pinions and junipers, and towering beyond them, thickening, deepening forests of pine that carpeted the sides of the mountains. It was minutes after sunset, with the western sky turning from gold to crimson, when the right front tire of the Subaru blew with a bang that sounded like a rifle shot. The car began wobbling, wildly out of control. Robin Curtis had been about to slip a Celine Dion cassette into the tape deck. The tape flew to the floor. Instinctively lifting her foot from the accelerator, she began pumping the brake pedal, the Subaru already veering across the center line. Beside her, Paul forgot about the paperback he'd been reading, his young face pale, knuckles white as he gripped the dashboard, bracing for a possible impact. Robin was able to apply the strength necessary to steer the car back into her lane, then concentrated on not overcompensating and going off her side of the road, aware that the ground dropped off sharply only a few feet beyond the gravel shoulder. She worked the brake more gently now, steering the car into a gravel-spewing skid, the moment seeming to extend itself, unfolding in slow motion. The grinding sounds of the skid intensified, enveloping her senses. The Subaru slowed, the wobbling decreased, and the skid subsided as she finally regained control, remaining well clear of the precarious drop. They coasted to a stop on the shoulder. Robin switched off the ignition key, and the abrupt silence was excruciating. She switched on the hazard lights and touched her forehead to the cool steering wheel, closing her eyes. Now it was the thumping of her heart that filled her senses. Oh, hell, she sighed quietly. Mom, I hate to say it, Paul spoke matter-of-factly, pure deadpan, but I don't think teachers are supposed to cuss in front of kids. At least, that's how it was in Illinois. Maybe it's different in New Mexico. She looked up to see that the color was returning to his cheeks. He was falling back on that wise guy's sense of humor that could be oh-so-precarious at times, but more often than not, had helped buoy and sustain her spirits during the tough times they'd shared. Paul was only twelve years old, but he didn't miss much. I believe it's acceptable to say hell when you get a flat tire no matter what state you're in, she said. The adrenaline rush was beginning to subside, her heartbeat returning to normal. Let's take a look. They stepped from the car, and once again, the sheer vastness and beauty of the land swept over her. Behind them, the highway curved, winding into and out of sight along the base of the mountains. She had been unprepared, six weeks earlier, for her first impressions of the wide-open spaces of the American West when she'd flown out to interview for her new job. To gaze in every direction and see breathtaking vistas of mountains and sky and prairie, to taste the dry, crisp cleanness of the air—
to hear the breeze whispering through trees and cactus and mesquite. These were sensations and perceptions unlike any she had known in the suburbs of Chicago. Western landscapes were something in Western movies or on the cover of the Louis L'Amour novels Paul used to read before he began devouring science fiction. We almost made it, Paul said. She followed the direction of his gaze and saw the green highway sign, Devil Creek, one mile. We'll make it, she said. The town is just around that bend up the road.